that's up there, you've got to be able to beat teams on the road. Well, I just saw Quinn Snyder point to the locker room, and they're taking these players off the floor. Wow. Wow. Right up to tip-off. I'm not. I, again, we will try to clarify this as soon as the information comes forth. But, T, uh, again, you can't can't say enough. Just the times in our country around Mark, the world. Mark, first reaction. We got the shot of you reacting on the phone and seeing it. First reaction and thought when you learned that the season's been suspended. This is crazy. This can't be true. I mean, it's not within the realm of possibilities. It's just to it seem more like out of a movie than reality. Welcome to an emergency Basket Buds edition, Daily Ding edition, the Athletic NBA edition, whatever podcast we're doing. I'm Zach Harper, that's Mo Doc Hill, that's Dave DeFour, that's Wazzy Lambert, we have Ethan Strauss, we may have other people uh, kind of coming in throughout this podcast, but as everyone should know by now, uh, the NBA has suspended its season, Rudy Gobert reportedly tested positive for the coronavirus per Shams Tarania of the Athletic. And as soon as that uh, that got out, the NBA suspended games, except for the ones that were still going on. Those games got to finish until the Pelicans said, we're absolutely not playing the Kings tonight. Like, this is dumb. Because I can't... Who was the... Was it Joe Kennedy? Who was the referee? Courtney Kirkland. Courtney Kirkland uh, had ref the Jazz game on Monday night, and he was doing the Kings-Pelicans game tonight. And as we've seen from a... If this is true, which I believe it is, from Stats Muse... Uh, from StatMuse, we uh, can link all 30 teams to having been in contact with each other in some way because of uh, Rudy Gobert's um, reported illness. And so, all this to say, we're done, guys. Uh, we're done for at least the foreseeable future. Personally, and this is just a marginally educated guess, uh, Dave, I know you share these sentiments. Like, I don't think we're getting the season back at all. Nope. It's a wrap. I mean, there's just no good reason to bring it back. Who cares if they have a championship? I don't. Um, the the morally responsible thing to do to a certain degree, not to pontificate on this, but like coming back just makes no sense. Uh, I don't care if they have a champion. As far as I'm concerned, the Milwaukee Bucks, congratulations. You're the champ. Well, hold on now. Hold on. We got the Lakers in the mix. We got the Clippers in the mix. No, nah, man. Best record. I don't record. think the Timberwolves hey, are mathematically eliminated yet. The like, regular we, season matters, Zach. But it, no, it, seriously, they're, they're not coming back. There's no there's man, no good it, reason to do it. I mean, I know it sounds awful, but like it just doesn't make any sense. So what if, if, what if, what if – and you know, there are some broader issues here, of course. What if this dissipates a little bit and you do something like having the playoffs – in the upcoming fall, have the championship and have a very short turnaround between that and the next season starting on Christmas. Yeah, I mean, I think all those are up. I think there are possibilities for getting this thing back on track eventually. I just don't think it's coming within our normal timeline, if it comes at all. Like, I I do kind of think you could just scrap this season. I don't know. I don't know how logistically that works with everybody, but at a certain point, like, this is, you know, act of God, whatever you want to call it. This is something where there doesn't really need to be a collective bargaining agreement for this. This doesn't need to be something that we get to, you know, complete at all time, at all costs. Like was like, I don't, I don't see how the NBA really has a reasonable solution to get things back on track. Consider we're probably a long way away from knowing just how severe this is, how bad this is going to get uh, from the country. And at a certain point, like the stuff just doesn't matter. 
Yeah, I, and I think, you know, there'll be a long enough time to do something like what Ethan mentioned. Like, there's, there'll be a long enough time to sort of think about it and, and figure out the best way to finish this season if that's what we decide collectively that we want to do. But I think what this is just driving home is that these games are besides the point. Um, people are going to die from this stuff. You're right. You know, uh, and, and it's and it sucks, you know. So this game, this this season suspension, which might lead into a cancellation, is just, you know, sign number one in what's going to be a really rough period globally, not just in America. Yeah, like we're just heading into this. But even the idea of like, let's suspend it and then pick up later, you know, it's just not so easy logistically as well. Arena's have dates blocked out, have concerts throughout the summer, things like that. It's not just something as simple as like, okay, well, we'll just play in August. We'll start up or whatever. Like you got to start figuring all of those things out in that process. Not saying they can, if they wanted to, but um, I just think at the end of the day, man, this thing might be over. I mean, hell it's not the same, but baseball had a strike that knocked out an entire season, right? The white Sox were supposed to win a championship that year, right? That was Frank Thomas's year to win the world series. No World Series. They season was over and never replayed it. I mean, that's a this is a real possibility. And whatever's listen, man. The most important thing is we got to get past this. Get past being able to play healthy environments before we can uh, even talk about trying to recoup the season. Yeah, yeah I, I also don't think the summer is long enough, guys. Like all the projections are. I mean, it's dark. It's going to be May, June, July before we're seeing like the peak of this, and, and so. That's that's what leads me to think that, you know, they'll just come back in the fall and, and hopefully everything's under control and, you know, we can all move on. But, uh, you know, I, maybe I'm a pessimist, but, you know, I, no, I think that's experts. That, I think that's plausible. I think that's very plausible. And there's more that we don't know than that we do know. Um, and it makes complete sense to hold it off. And who's going to feel safe enough, even if it doesn't hit, even if the wave doesn't hit us and we aren't like Italy, who is going to feel safe enough to restart it up again um, as though the threat is no longer there? Um, it seems like that will take a long time, longer than the threat leaving. And can we say that the NBA was pretty irresponsible here? That yes, this was I, not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't played well. This wasn't played well at all. I have sympathy for it because I know these are difficult decisions. And I know that there's a lot of money on the line. And I know that very few people understand how to weigh up the odds. But it does seem as though they were fighting tooth and nail to maintain the normalcy of the season until it was just demonstrably and dramatically untenable. And yeah, I think that playing before empty gyms as they wanted to do is preferable to 20,000 people in the arena. But during a pandemic, it's still not good enough. It's still not good enough to have NBA teams traveling and all of their traveling staffs. And just, again, players, they have huge networks of people. It's like Gwyneth Paltrow at the starting scene of Contagion in that party. Um, this was not responsible by the league. Right. It really wasn't. And I don't know if the ramifications for that will just be this Rudy Gobert incident, nothing else or a whole lot broader. Uh, but I guess we're about to find out. I mean, there's no way Rudy Gobert is going to be the only player to test positive with this. I mean, we're going to, we're, we're going to see so many. So uh, the list is just going to grow exponentially across the board. And, and you know, we're going to see it from players. We're going to see coaches come down with it. Trainers. We're going to see, I mean, media folk, 
we got to be ready. Like we're all there at a lot of these games. Like it's, it's all possible right now. So, I mean, the list is going to go on. I mean, Tom Hanks got it for God's sakes. Yeah. I mean, I, I think with, with a lot of this, um, I do, I'm, I am curious, like at what point we think we'll have a good handle on just who in the league, I'm not even talking about media and everyone that supporting staff, just players in the league who has it, um, the quarantine period, what that looks like, because not even just to get the games back on track, but just to have an idea of when this, like when, how many people are infected, how long it takes for them to, to be in the clear. And then from there, maybe you start assessing where the business side of it is. But I mean, we're, I was talking to Eric Pincus with, um, with Amin Al-Hassan on NBA radio today and just rough estimations. And I know Danny LaRue and, and John Hollinger had something on this on the athletic tonight, but rough estimations were like, if we did the rest of the season, no fans, but they played, you were talking roughly $600 million as a conservative estimate in lost revenue, just from the gates and everything. Um, if you extrapolate that into the playoffs, now we're pushing it north of a billion dollars. And that could greatly affect a lot of it. And obviously, you know, the whole qualifier of the health of everyone is the most important part but if we're going to analyze the league in this way the business side of it takes a huge financial hit as well which then affects people livelihood benefits all hold on hold on zach zach um tim mcmahon of espn just reported two minutes ago via tweet that mark cuban has told nba teams that they can continue to practice what players have been told they should not have visitors from out of town what that's um, yeah. Good luck tracking that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <sighs> All right, um, they're not gonna go to work. They're not gonna go to no, work. No, man. No, CJ McCollum McCall was tweeting about like, yo, get your affairs in order. Make sure like. Test out things, diversify your portfolio, all this stuff, right? Don't like, start a podcast, though. Come on. Well, <laughs> pull-up pod's enough for us to deal with. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but, like, Mark Cuban says the NBA told teams that they can continue to practice. Players have been told should not. That is asinine. It's completely asinine. Like, that's... If you were part of the Utah Jazz, you're not... If you're one of the players, you're not going to go practice. Not, you know, you don't know which one of your teammates might have it, might not have it at this point. You know, you're just like, if if you're looking around going like, you're just not going to do it. It's, it's, it doesn't make sense. Like as a, as a staff, I wouldn't even want to do it. No. It's just, and, and you know silly. what this feels like, by the way, right? It's the owners trying to hold on to the last bit of hope. Like, no, nah, we're not going to lose this money. Are we? But players we are going to lose money go. too. You know what yeah, the, you know what the owners are? You know what the owners are? Um, remember that Simpsons episode, Lisa, the vegetarian, where the big suckling pig that Homer is going to make, uh, Lisa pushes it away and it's wheeling away and it's going through the bushes and it's going down hills and Homer keeps going. It's just a little dirty. It's just a little dirty. It's still good. It's still good. It's just a little wet. It's just a little wet. It's still good. It's still good. It's just a little airborne. It's just, I feel like it's been that with the owners where it's been obviously going in this direction. This is been inevitable and they've just been desperately trying to stave it off because they want it to be something else so badly yeah i mean it's like even for me like i'm i'm still not like i'm cautious but like for me personally i'm not worried about it um because i 
do social distancing in my everyday life anyway, right? Like I'm not mm. like I'm not I'm not out in crowds. I don't have to go to a work environment. Great, great Radiohead album, right? <laughs> but like I like that's not a huge part. Like these large aside from like maybe once a week. Like all right, so I'm not gonna go to a comedy show this week. But other than that, like there's no real change to that. But even me, like I'm supposed to go into the studio tomorrow for NBA radio. I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna do it from home. Like there's like and it's just me and Reggie Theus in there. But I'm like, what's the point of going in there? Like, Damn, I don't really... Reggie Theus burn. Jeez. <laughs> By the way, um, so you know, we're doing this live. Um, it was an emergency pod. I was having people over. So when you guys see people walking in and out of the background, just think of it as Bon Appetit Test Kitchen. You know how they do the food vid. With <laughs> I love that channel, man. Two, me too. I it's my favorite. That I watch every video as soon as it pops up. It's so good. They've got such the a best. good thing going. I gotta I say, fear, they just need a few more black people. That's it. And then they're set. That's it. I'm really one, one black. I just noticed that Waz is wearing an athletic hat, and like you're just such oh, a man. you're such a pander. Like I just I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta give it up to the brand no baby. i mean i love the brand this is what we're all on but this is i mean just pandering at its at its highest purest form he does it in an endearing in an endearing way though watch so, he's gonna put himself on style rankings next week <laughs> that's that's gonna be the style rankings <laughs> no, there's no, no more games, right it's gonna be this live feed where i judge all of our hoodies right there's <laughs> no way that the, the bon appetit test kitchen's not surviving this either right that's gonna get oh, taken that's away not, uh, that's gonna, go, gonna get a hit like that's a kitchen and you're eating food and oh that's yeah that's, that's scary Ethan. oh my oh, goodness man. What is going to be still standing at the uh, in the middle of all of this? Well, baseball's done. Yeah, baseball. Hockey, hockey will be done. MLS will be done. Um, you know, maybe by the time football season rolls around, we'll be ready. We'll see. Yeah, yeah like, I mean, there's no, there's no. I mean, obviously, this is very serious. Like the, like WrestleMania is still going through. Last we heard today, from, no way. I mean, Vince McMahon was talking yeah. like we're not going to cancel it. Like we're going through with it. Like he, I mean, this is Vince McMahon. This is where his, having a functional government would actually be beneficial, right? Yeah, you, because think, these yeah. institutions do take their cues from from the government. Um, yeah, and there was a weird standoff between the city government of San Francisco and the Warriors and the NBA, and it just felt like the that San Francisco and the mayor needed to explicitly say what they wanted, and they kept kind of hinting at it because they didn't want the full responsibility. Well, but they need to step up and take the full responsibility. Yeah, I know, Dave. I know you had you had Slater on Nerder today, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But Ethan, I want to get your take on like. Why did it like? Why were the Warriors still? Was this like them trying to keep things going? Was this them taking direction from the league, or like, in your opinion, like why were the Warriors still going to play these games when San Francisco said, "Yo, we should not have this going"? Well, I think they felt like it wasn't their call. They okay. felt like we don't have the autonomy to just set our own NBA schedule and say, "Well, we're not playing the games anymore," which influences a whole bunch of dominoes down the line. That call's got to come from the league. Or the city of San Francisco has to step in. And it felt as though the city of San Francisco was saying, we'd encourage that there weren't large gatherings. Large gatherings are bad. Um, I was reaching out to the public health official, and he was obviously against large gatherings. But they were saying they were leaving it up to individual businesses, which I think was the wrong move. I think they should have just said warriors have to stop. Eventually what happened is that Santa Clara County shut it down on the Sharks. And I think that gave San Francisco the political will to finally make that call. 
Um, but it seems as though we assume everybody knows what to do and everybody's competent. But for these situations that nobody has ever been practiced in or briefed on, I mean, I don't know if it's legal for Santa Clara County to ban events of over a thousand people, but nobody has a problem with it under the circumstances. But I think that the people making these decisions are afraid of just going above and beyond what their remit is. And if there's going to be some sort of backlash to it, if this thing isn't real. But I think we're starting to see that this thing is very real. Yeah, like so the the scene for those who weren't paying attention tonight, the scene with the Thunder Jazz game in Oklahoma City was was weird. So both got both teams are out there, they're ready to tip off, they're about to tip off, and this this Thunder employee, this Thunder medical staffer comes running out to the court and hand, and like talks to the officials and coaches and like we have this meeting and players were still prepared to play and then after talking with um the officials and the coaches, the players were sent back to the locker room. They're waiting to get confirmation from the league on what was going to happen, whether or not, I guess, Rudy Gobert reportedly had uh, coronavirus or had tested for positive coronavirus. And and in the meantime, like, the Thunder game ops didn't really know what to do. I mean, Mo, like, you were watching this. Like, oh. they, like they, so they bring out, like, a dance, like, a junior dance team, and then they brought out, um, they brought out Frankie J., Right, like yeah, I mean, they, they saying just, sugar, sugar. Like they did the halftime show before, and they're shooting stuff into the crowd, and then eventually they say, "Hey, this game has been postponed. You're all safe, but you know need to like remove yourself from the from the arena. But you're all safe." Like they said it twice, and like it was it was bizarre. Yeah, no, I mean it was just one of those things. I mean, I was texting you, going like, "What the hell's yeah, going like, on?" Yeah like right away from the beginning it just looked really weird yeah and i mean everything you said is is exactly how it played out <laughs> you gotta just imagine the game operations folks was like you get out there go. right yeah you're, i mean you don't know how to fill that time you be ready you're going next like it was literally just like we need to stall for as long as possible until we figure out what the hell's going on and like for me i just kind of felt like it was trouble as soon as the referees did, grabbed their jackets and started walking any, into the tunnel does anybody know if rudy warmed up they no, said he, from he, what he wasn't, wasn't at the there. arena. Yeah, he wasn't at the arena. But have they left the arena yet? Because last, last I heard, they were they were quarantined in the locker rooms. Yeah, both Ro- teams. Royce Young repeated or Holy reported shit. that they, that yeah, they were not allowed to leave the locker room. They were all going to get tested. Uh, I mean, Tony Jones is there. Like all the media, they're going to have to get tested. I don't think they well, can leave anytime soon. You, like you, you go- just picture anybody on the team during warm-ups where a bunch of basketballs are getting passed to them they're throwing it back to different people it's dap city at a basketball game everybody i mean guys there's there's foreign media in the country covering the nba like they can't leave right yeah like yeah yeah it's it's a weird i mean this is going to be a weird i mean this whole thing is going to be weird but like the next even the next two days like just Teams that are traveling, like who can leave, who can't. I mean, and just so everybody's clear, the players don't get paid either. Not that this right. is over. Like obviously, the upper crust, the super max, those guys who make up about five percent of the league are going to be fine. But a lot of guys are not going to be fine from no. this. Um, a lot of guys are going to be struggling <clears throat> due to this cancellation. So it's just another thing to think about. How does anybody see stuff like this coming? Uh, it, it, it's really quite insane to think of how the NBA has been. Utterly turned upside down, losing billions of dollars from two incidents inside the nation of China that nobody could have seen coming at all. Like, you know, how the, do you see? How do you foresee this? Well, I, 
you I mean, can't, but I think like once, once the Italian soccer league, once Syria ah, starts going like, yo, we're not playing games like, or, you know, we're shutting down the league for a while uh, and things like that. You have to start preparing way ahead of time. I think they, like we said, when we got on here that they were a bit reckless to begin with, like they should have been on top of this way ahead of time, you know? Uh, and yeah, they, I mean, uh, once, that, once it hit, once it hit Europe for sure. Um, I mean, again, South Korea was modeling this in December. Now I'm not saying the NBA should be following potential global pandemics for, you know, just in case. Uh, but we kind of have known this is coming for a while. We didn't know yeah, it was going to get here this hard. There's going to be a lot of blame. I, I would put some blame on the government of China for knowing about this for weeks and keeping yeah. it secret. I think that was pretty bad. It would have been good to get a, get a little heads up, a little heads up from the CCP would have been, would have been pretty good in stemming the tide of all of this, but it's, it's just too abstract a problem. And the fact that it doesn't, it, it actually has a fairly, I mean, I wouldn't say a low fatality rate. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty serious in the grand scheme, but it's not like, Ebola or something where you get it, you know you're dying. So it yeah, got was everybody Ebola worse. But you, well, Ebola so and swine the, way, flu, the what, reason why it is it's more it spreads faster because it doesn't it kill sixty yeah. percent. Okay, so it, it's not better because it's going to kill a lot of people. Right, but it doesn't spread as when fast dying, because you don't you die. Spread it. It's right. harder to right. right. You're not hopping yeah, on a you, plane and flying to Italy and eating pizza right. if you're bleeding out of your eyeballs. Yeah. E- like not e- to Ebola's be death rate. Ebola's death rate is ninety percent. So right. Yeah. It's it's oh, not it's and, not something and like SARS yeah. was like sixty. Jeez. Yeah. So, but it, but because of that, it gets you into this complacent state as a person and as a society where oh, even if I get it, I'll fight it off. You know, it's like that's a for older people to worry about. And maybe that's why everybody was just slow to react. Right. But let's put it, to, let me put it to the context of this way into the reality that I live in. Right. I live with two old people. They're, they're my parents. I'm their caretaker. I take care of them. If I get it, it's an extreme amount of stress on the family then at that point. Right. right. Cause then right. I can't be home. Right. I can't be around them. No, you gotta get out. I, I, I'm the one that takes care of everything. And then, you know, and, if and because you can have it and not show any symptoms, if I have it and I pass it on to them, I mean, I'm essentially putting their lives at risk just yeah. on that. So, I mean, like when we talk about it, like, yeah, it's if I get it overall, I most likely will survive it. Right. Yeah. Knock on wood, you know, but it's it's the other risks. And if somebody else passing it on, you know, on in that way and the next person goes and sees somebody, an older person, it's it's a disaster. And that's where the issues really that's where it really begins to get scary. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to my parents today. My mom's in her 60s. My dad's, sorry, mom, but my dad and my dad's in his 70s. And, uh, and like, yeah, like, I'm like, I'm concerned for them. You know, like, yeah. how you how you'd be crazy not to. Yeah, my mom's diabetic. I, I'm supposed to yeah, drop my, my dog my off. My dad has diabetes. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm supposed to drop my dog off at her place tomorrow. I don't know what to do with the dog. Like, do I spray him with some sort nope. of disinfectant? Dogs, dogs can't are good. Catch it. Yeah, dogs are good. We're good. The WHO said today that the do- that dogs can't catch it. We don't yeah, know about but, cats. But it could be on his fur, right? I mean, Red you know, cats? he. <laughs> oh yeah, how are cats? How do cats stand up to it? Don't know. Don't know. Nobody cares about cats. So. I just love like like the dog, nature's filthiest beast, other than the pig, is just totally immune to this. My dog has giardia right now. Ugh. Right. Uh, which is disgusting, but kind of hard to catch. Yeah. So, yeah. My favorite uh, Food Network host is Giardia De Laurentiis. 
Uh, no, that's not good. All right, we'll get back to serious. Yeah. Once it's no, in I mean, my head, listen, I have to say I, it to get it out. So, you know, there's going to be this thing like, um, man, human beings going to make jokes. Just don't get mad about it. Everybody relax. Yeah. We all know. No, here's the thing. Like, yeah. we all know it's serious. Like, we yeah. get to have little moments we, of levity. We're not making fun of it. Like, we're just trying to not. This is, this, right? I, I think this is, I mean, I didn't expect to go into this digression on, on, on cultural commentary, but there, there is this thing that people have different sense of senses of humor, almost like different taste buds, almost like to some people, cilantro tastes like soap and they just can't handle it. But people like wrong humor. Some things are funny and some things are wrong and some things are funny because they are wrong. And in that latter category, I have an appreciation for that. I enjoy that. I feel like sometimes the people who don't make a judgment and say that's just not funny. Anybody who enjoys it is bad. And I don't know. They should probably just accept that that's how some people like to deal with it. Like we're going to joke about these things. It doesn't mean that. Laugh in the comfort of your house by yourself. Yeah, like Like a little laugh quarantine. (laughs) <laughs> left quarantine oh boy <laughs> um all right so to recap rudy gobert reportedly has uh has coronavirus was tested uh the jazz have only said jazz and nba have only said a player on the jazz has it but shamstrania of the athletic reported it first and um and now we've suspended the season uh doesn't really apparently NBA is told according to, or according to Tim McMahon that uh, NBA said that they players should still practice or can still practice, which is asinine. Like that, I mean, at this point, what, like can't, what do, can't see it happening. Stay in shape, guys, in case we come back in a couple weeks. Like, what are we doing? Like that's hey, so stupid. So Jared Dubin just tweeted uh, the Jazz played in Boston uh, the other night. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the Celtics share the arena with the Bruins, who played the next night. They played against. Uh, Let's see. They played the Capitals or they played the Wizards who play, you know, in the same arena as the Capitals. Uh, Utah also played in Detroit, shares their arena with the Red Wings. Yeah. You get like that's just, the thing like cross it crosses the board. And I mean, you know, these teams that are traveling, just think about all the hotel staff. You know, like that's that's that person. And then forget about NBA players. They also come into contact with regular people who are traveling. That's somebody else that that can get it. It's, I mean, this is how this thing really spreads and, 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 and blows up. And if it's a, obviously somebody in a hotel, obviously that's not where they're living. That's not their, their, their residence. They're going to hop on a plane probably or a train or something like that and get to the next one and continue to spread. I mean, this is going to be just brace yourself folks. Like this is going to be everywhere. It's not, you can't hide from it. The, Nebraska, the Cornhuskers are quarantined in the locker room after Hoiberg. Of course was, they are. Uh, Their coach was, was I mean, coaching. I mean, what are you doing? Like, that's hey, so stupid. You know what? If if I yes. man, I hope that this macho bullshit culture yeah. of yeah. doing shit while you're sick goes away. And you know, I don't want to get political, but I'm going to. This is another fucking case for why we all need health care. Because there's going to be a lot of poor people that are just going to say, uh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'll fight through it. And they're going to spread this shit to a bunch of people and people are going to fucking die every goddamn day. I'm sorry. I'm getting pissed. I got, I'm going to mute myself. But I mean, well, like just just the Nebraska right there, like just that right there should just tell you the NCAA should be canceling the tournament. 100 percent. Like this is 100%. a no brain. This is a this is a no brainer of a situation. Even more than the NBA suspending their season, the NCAA has got to cancel their tournament. Like you have four different fan bases traveling into a, a random city 
I mean, it's just it's asking for a disaster. Uh, all right. What should well, we do? We good? Yeah, what are we gonna do the next few months? Uh, well, wait. We Rob, got some stuff in the works. Rob, we got some we, stuff Rob, in the works. We got, yeah, no, I got a bunch of ideas. Oh, actually. You, this you, is actually it, the it, time I. I feel like draft Ethan annoys Zach at some level, and boy, is draft, draft Ethan. What draft? We're, we're not having uh, a draft. There's going to be a draft. There's going to be a draft. There should be a draft. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, we're going to we're going to all buy NBA 2K and do a fantasy draft. <laughs> oh man. Oh god. Stream. We should just have a fantasy league amongst we're ourselves. Streaming, streaming it right here on Twitch. I mean, uh, the, count of the, the count of the things NBA 2K I think league. The draft is one of the things you could still have. You could still have a draft. If you end the season and say everybody finished here or there, you could still do the NBA draft. Or I guess you just push it into the next. You have hey a guys, double draft. I don't we, know. Have, we, have, we have boots on the ground. We have Tony Jones, who is in Oklahoma City uh, for the foreseeable future. We don't Tony, know when. are you okay? Yeah, Tony, what's Can up? you guys hear me? Yeah, we got you. Yeah, you all right? What's up, man? I'm 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 okay. Um, I just got finished following my story, and yeah, it's been a obviously it's been a wild night. How was Frankie J? Frankie J was great. Like, yeah, man. Uh, like sugar, I said, sugar. I mean they, they emptied the clip early. Yeah, they did. Um, all right, so let let's just get your firsthand account of what what went down. Well, you know, immediately before tip off. Uh, you know, the officials conferred with uh, Coach Quinn Snyder and Coach Billy Donovan at, at midcourt. And, uh, we knew that something was was a little bit amiss. And then, um, you know, Donovan and, and Snyder, they directed their teams back to the locker room. And, you know, we raced down uh, to the to the media, uh, to the hallway uh, to go to the locker room to figure out something, was, was figure out what was wrong. And then we knew something was really wrong because we were stopped uh, from going down that hallway. Uh, and then Frankie J came on. So, so once Frankie J came on, we knew that you knew it was toast, uh, right? Yeah, it, it, it was toast because that that was the halftime. Uh, that that was that was the halftime entertainment. And then, you know, the game was uh, was was uh, postponed, and then there was just a, a real eerie silence in the arena. Uh, there was some sporadic booing, um, yeah. no, but it was just one of those things where you just never see, you just never see something like you saw tonight. And I, I think that, uh, this is something that this is a night that we're probably going to remember for a long, all remember for a long time. Yeah. All right. So, so last we heard, um, players were quarantined in the locker room. They weren't allowed to leave. Is that still the case? Not one jazz player, not one jazz media personnel has come through uh, as of ten twenty uh, local time. Uh, Central um, time from from Royce Young. The Thunder have left the arena. Utah is still there, right? Utah is still here. The Thunder have left the arena because you know they're they're the home team, so they have secret exits, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but the Jazz have not left the arena. Uh, everybody's being tested. Uh, you know, so it's just do, one of those things. Do we know how quickly that test turns around? Uh, I'm hoping it's quick because uh, the Jazz traveling media needs to get tested as well. Yeah, uh, and that includes me. That includes uh, Sarah Todd from the Desert News. That Andy includes Larson's Andy Larson there. from yeah. from from, from Eric Sully Walden. Yeah, well, Eric Walden, Ryan Miller. We all got to get tested because the the thinking that I have just personally is that he got the 
that he caught the virus somewhere out east when we were out east last week. Yeah. And if that's the case, we've, I mean, we would have had extensive, uh, extensive um, exposure to him. Right. Uh, because the locker rooms weren't closed at that time. So, Tony, are, um, I don't know if you can say any of this, but, like, are you, uh, is there being assistance given to media there that to help them get tested? Yeah, we're we're kind of in the dark. Um, we've had some communication with with Jazz PR. Um, I we have been told that we are uh, on their to do list in terms of uh, getting us medical assistance. Um, obviously, we are you know we all have flights tomorrow. I don't think any of us are going to be on our flights tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so I think that we're all going to be in Oklahoma City tomorrow. So. Um, I think that, you know, it's, it's a scary thing um, to when something like that uh, just kind of hits home like it has uh, right now. Uh, I mean, I would imagine, like, in terms of, uh, you know, your family and everything, like, like how, like how, how much testing then gets matriculated down the line, so right? Like, here's the good thing with that. Here's the good thing with my family. Um I have not had much exposure to, to them at all because we came home from the trip. Um, I got home late Sunday night. Uh, my wife is a nurse and she works overnight shifts. Yeah. So she was gone Sunday night and then Monday was a game day. So I was gone 90% of the day and she was gone taking the kids to school by the time I had to get up and uh, catch the flight to Oklahoma City on Tuesday morning. Uh, so I have not had much contact with my kids or, or with my wife at all. So um, if there is a silver lining there, uh, I think that my family should be okay. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Tony, anything else you can tell us before before we wrap up? Um, it's, you know... I mean, it's, think of it like this. I mean, the game would have just ended by now, and it was a it was a game that really meant something. I mean, this was this game was for fourth place and, and home court advantage uh, in the first round of the playoffs. I mean, I know it's just March, um, but it's it's just one of those things where now we just realize. I mean, stuff is so much bigger than basketball. I mean, there's real life out here, and you know, everybody took care of their hands. Uh, I mean, take care, take care of themselves, wash your hands, yeah. wash your behinds, you know, do everything that you need to do uh, that we, that, you know, you shouldn't pro- probably shouldn't be told that you need to do uh, because we have to figure this, we have to figure this thing out and, and uh, we have to get this thing under control. All right. This is Tony Jones. Please be safe. Uh, yeah. Take care else, of yourself, Tony. Yeah, let everyone else hey. know we're thinking of them. Uh, everyone be safe. Hopefully you get tested um, and uh, get home. Appreciate you, man. Thanks, Thank Tony. You. Uh, all right, that's Tony Jones in OKC. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for us. Thanks to Wazen Lambert. Thanks to Ethan Strauss, Dave DeFore, Mo Dakil, obviously Tony Jones, Rob Lopez, Jade Hoy. Uh, all the stuff regarding uh, tonight's events and the season being suspended, if you're, if you're wanting to read on The Athletic, it is all unlocked. Um, so you can do that. It's free for, for all, not just for subscribers. So uh, you can check out coverage there. Um, again, Sean Cicerano uh, reported that Rudy Gobert has tested positive for the coronavirus. Uh, game was canceled, and then the season was uh, suspended uh, for the time being. And uh, keep it locked in on The Athletic, and uh, we'll have more coverage of this as it unfolds. Thanks, everybody.